Hello, Georgia, and hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the March 1st edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you as a service of Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, where we proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. Well, it's Women's History Month, March of 2023, and we are starting off this month with Citizen 2 and our occasional series, which brings in people from our community who we consider everyday citizens to talk about what we can do to make a difference in our community. Today, our guest is Anna Reeves, who is a member of the Augusta Richmond County Library Board. And she is discussing what concerns her in our community. I am looking for more residents of our area. And when I say area, uh, it can be South Carolina, it can be Georgia, it can be Augusta, it can be anywhere actually. Uh, because I really would like to hear from more citizens about uh, what's going well and what they think can be done better in order to improve our quality of life. So if you or someone you know is interested in coming to Local Matters to be a guest, please ask them to reach out to me via my website, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, or you can use Google Janice Allen Jackson and Associates and uh, we've got a contact us page there. They can reach out and let me know of your interest. Also, um, you can let me know by reaching out via Facebook Messenger. Obviously, we have a Local Matters podcast of Georgia Facebook page, Messenger set up. So please send me a message to let me know if you're interested in being on the show. Also, if you have not already, please uh, follow the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia on Facebook. Before Anna comes on, there are a couple of things, though, that I want you to know about. And one is that early voting has begun. It began on Monday of this week. There, uh, a, there is a school board race, Richmond County District 6 school board race, special election, as well as a special election for the city of Blythe. So if you live in Blythe or if you live in Richmond County District 6, please make sure to go cast your vote. In the first couple of days of early voting, uh, there were very few voters. In fact, uh, only a handful, literally. Uh, so please don't miss this opportunity to vote um, because you need to make your voice heard if you're concerned about what's happening with the Richmond County Board of Education as well as if you're a resident of Blythe and, what's con and you're concerned about what's happening there. I also want to share with you that I have had the special opportunity of being selected by the Black Speakers Network to give a 10-minute presentation on Women's History Month. I have taken on the tough issue of women in leadership roles, and hopefully they'll be able to make that video available so that I can share it on my Local Matters Facebook page, as well as on my website. Please stay tuned on that one. Also, um, as I'm doing that uh, speech, I love to get out to workshops, 
conferences, meetings, and so forth, and speak to others. So if you are planning some meetings coming up and you're looking for a speaker, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to me to see if we can uh, work something out. Um, thank you so much again for being a part of the Local Matters family. Local Matters family, we are joined by Anna Reeves. She is a resident of Richmond County's District 8, and she is going to be our second citizen in our citizen series. Uh, occasionally throughout this year, we're going to bring in residents of the area to talk about their concerns about the community, what they think government's doing well, what they like government to do more of or less of. So, Anna, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Anna, our tradition here is that we ask our guests to give an overview of their backgrounds. Could you just talk some about what you do professionally, how you're engaged in the community, and we'll go from there. Sure. Um, well, I grew up in Augusta. I um, moved here with my family when I was five. So I was homeschooled by my parents and we moved to the Blythe area roughly when I was around 10. My parents at the time operated a small business, um, a personal care home which they did up until last year. And so um, small business entrepreneurship was, was kind of in the background. Um, being that it was a small town, at one point my mother ran for uh, city council and uh, she actually did uh, serve um, for a term in Blythe. Um, so that was kind of my first um, experience in government and seeing kind of how that works in a small scale. Um, my first business was a people bakery in Blythe, and um, I, my passion at the time was seeing, you know, kids when they would ask me if they could come in early in the morning and wait for the bus, or like when they would get off the bus, there was not anything for them to do in that area. And so I approached the city about turning in one of the small little buildings into a library and so they allowed me to work on it for a little while, but then they ultimately um, voted against it, um, unfortunately. But now is um, actually in my old bakery where I had my, my business when I was 17, um, sits the Blythe Library. And that is a community uh, library. It is not a pond system, but it is, is for the residents of Blythe. So um, that was kind of my first experiences, again, you know, in in the government, in small business, and also being able to um, give ideas that ultimately have gone forward to the betterment of the community, I feel. Okay, all right, very good. So you started as a very young citizen getting involved. Um, and I think, uh, do you have another role now with uh, serving on a board of directors? Yes, I am currently the president of the Board of Trustees for the Richmond County Libraries, um, as well as I serve um, at Augusta Technical College for their business advisory um, board. Okay, and excellent. As past president for several other nonprofits. Okay, now how do you get appointed to the Augusta Richmond County Library Board? Um, typically, it is through your commissioners. 
and or your state legislators. We have two um, positions that are appointed by um, state legislators and then the rest of them are appointed by the various commissioners in their district. Excellent. And um, are there, I know you all have hired a new director not too long ago. Yes, yes. We um, we just hired um, Mr. Emmanuel Mitchell. He started in, I want to say August was his first month with us. Okay, excellent, excellent. So from that perspective of someone whose mom has served in elected office, um, someone who's been a small business owner, someone that's involved in various community organizations, I know you mentioned Augusta Tech. I've had several of their staff people on too uh, around the time they had their 60th anniversary to talk about their role in providing opportunities uh, in the local area and how that institution has grown over the years. Um, if as you take a look at your involvement, um, what is it that you see in our local community that you really, really like? Um. I would say the people, honestly, um, you know, not everyone, you know, of course is going to be, you know, the creme, but you do have um, a good selection of really good um, business folks in the community, um, even political folks that are willing to engage and educate and develop um, future leaders. It's just, you know, a matter of really honing in and finding those folks. Okay. And is there something you see that you really don't like? Um, I guess one of my biggest complaints would be um, the fact that we are the garden city and there is so much trash and so much debris. Um, especially in the downtown areas, um, but it's, it's kind of creeping to Washington Road as well. Um, that's really uh, upsetting. Okay. All right. And do you think there's anything we as every, everyday, average everyday citizens can do about that? Um, I mean, I think that we all play a part in it in a way, um, whether it be, you know, educating our children, you know, where to put trash and, you know, not letting things just fly out of the car or, uh, oh, well, if I drop this, it's okay. You know, that, that mentality, you know, really, really just working on that. So yes, I think that we can. Um, I think in some areas, of course, you know, there isn't that level of um of reach but but i'm sure that there is some solution i'm just not quite sure what it is i feel like there there has to be a solution for um for the amount of garbage or just unpleasantries in and around the city okay you know that's interesting um that you say that um, because that is when I was during the time I worked for the city and when I worked for any other city, that was one of the major complaints was that, you know, people aren't taking responsibility for uh, cleaning uh, and making sure that things are beautified. And when I think about that, I think about an instance I had years ago, I and mean, this was probably 
20 or more years ago, working in Albany, Georgia at the time. I had to get some medical tests done. Um, I was inside the hospital, Phoebe Putney Hospital down there. And um, I was in the waiting room and it was a long wait. And I know everybody was a little aggravated because it was taking a long time to get back there. And um, there was a family appeared to be like a grandmother and a mother and several younger children. And one of the children, they had given the child a snack. The child didn't like it and want to spit it out. So the grandmother grabbed one of the magazines off the rack, ripped a page out of the magazine, told the child to spit in it, balled it up and left it on the table and said, they got people around here, they pay to clean up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when... I thought about that. I said, you know, that's probably what the average citizen is thinking when they're driving around town. And maybe it's that same mentality. What do you think? I mean, I th- I think so. In some in some cases, I feel like you know some of the areas where there's a lot of homelessness. Um, you know, I don't know if if there is, you know, access to to garbage bins that you know that they're takeout boxes or things you know but I'm sure you know I don't know I just feel like it along with maybe even the rehabilitation um of of the folks you know encouraging them to to do that I know I went on with the turn back the block when I was when I was either president or when I was just serving on the board for the young professionals of Augusta to clean up um the Harrisburg day that they have with turn back the block and it was just really sad to kind of see some of the residents you know coming out of their homes and just like watching you clean up their neighborhood and so you know that's to me you know when you say yeah is there something that we can do I mean I do agree you have to to take ownership and you have to be willing to to pick up that trash or maybe it isn't your trash maybe it's somebody else's but if you know, we all have more of a community mindset where that's concerned, you know, it, it would improve, I believe. Okay. And I know that sounds so trivial, trash, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, the more, you know, clutter, the more decay and, you know, there's the more bugs and grossness that, you know, can eventually happen. Um. There's also, and I agree with you, I mean, like I said, that probably working for city government and again, other places as well, get more complaints probably about that than anything else. And um, there's uh, there's some camps of people that think the only way that you can get improved outcomes in terms of a clean community is to enforce, you know, citations, uh, taking folks to court, uh, etc. You know, the stick. There's some who believe that the way to go about creating change is better education and um, informing people about the right way to do things, you know, how to really beautify and why it's important to beautify and maintain a clean community. 
And of course, there's also the need, as you uh, indicated, related to making sure there are adequate numbers of receptacles out there so that people want to act responsibly, they can. So in terms of those camps, where do you fall down? I mean, are you are you on enforcement or are you on education? I wouldn't say I'm, I'm pro either of them in, in some instances, but, um, you know, I'm definitely would lean more more heavily into education. Um, for sure. Um, but then again, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, in and around the city, the inner city, I think, you know, more needs to be done. Um, and like I said, you know, in, in regards to, you know, the homelessness, uh, you know, areas in and around like Sacred Heart or, um, you know, even further down, you know, is just, I don't know, like, I don't know what what actually becomes of those areas. Okay. All right. Shifting gears a little bit, if you had a magic wand and you could change anything, um, just make it happen, poof, and it happens, what would that be? In relation to government or? Mm -hmm. Government, society, et cetera. I would want everyone to to really love and respect each other. Because I feel like if we had mutual more mutual respect and love in our hearts initially, it would bring about change. And do you think there's any role for who can, who can make that happen? Is there any role for government there or does it just have to come from your family upbringing? I mean, who could make a difference with that? I think it's both. I, I mean, I definitely think it starts in the home. Unfortunately, you know, for some, they're never really shown a clear vision of what that looks like or how that actually the outcomes are of that. And that's unfortunate. Um, where our city and government is concerned is, I do feel like they have a role to to be more present in those in those areas where they are, you know, teaching that next generation um, whatever the values that they want to be their legacy um, should should be. Um, I think you know even with you know the commission you know where they are portrayed for instance that they're always fighting. I mean. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I'm sure that, you know, in government, you know, as you served before, you know, not, I mean, a lot of it is polarized and it's, you know, it's, it sells papers, it sells, you know, subscriptions to things, but, you know, is that really what's, you know, what's going on? And so I feel like, you know, if there was more accountability um, and folks were actually out in the community, I mean, I really do appreciate a lot of the times I see you know, Jordan Johnson, for instance, you know, he's out and about and, you know, the same thing with, um, you know, some of the other commissioners that are really, really informed about what's going on um, as commissioners. I think that really does play a stronger role in how things do get done and how, you know, if, if you just kind of take the job and, you you know, it's, it's, it's more of a, just a job for you versus, you know, kind of getting in and learning all the aspects and, and learning where you could make changes because people, when they get in office, they can't instantly make a change. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. 
but you know of course it sells votes you know okay i'll do this for you i'll do that for you and that in reality that's that's not the case you know but if people you know took the time to figure out where they could make their mark and where they could make their change um when they do become leaders they would be more effective okay um you just said a mouthful um as you think about the role of commissioners i think what you're what i'm hearing you say is that to the extent that our commissioners can get out in the community, be more visible, uh, it gives the rest of us the impression that they really do care about what's happening and about us as, as residents of the community. Um, have there been times where you ever wonder, do these people care? Um, sure, yeah. Um... You know, and it's, and again, it's only it, it maybe even coming from the fact they're not as informed about certain topics as they should be. Um, you know, even in reference to the library, um, the library unfortunately went a long time without having a budget increase from the time that it was over um, in the smaller side on Green Street to to where it sits now, um, and it took you know, a lot of the, the board members, you know, actively, you know, sitting down with the commissioners and helping them understand how that, how it works or why we're, you know, struggling over at the library or, you know, and to me, yes, I get it. You're busy and there's lots of different projects in and around Augusta, but I feel like, you know, as an elected leader, it is your job to, to bring about change, but only that's only the way to do that is is by being educated on what what are the needs. Okay. And speaking of education, you know that's one of the primary purposes of local matters is to you help people get engaged, and you can only get engaged to the extent that you know what the issues are is what I believe. Or constructive engagement is driven by understanding the issues. Um, we've talked about. Um, things like library services, you're absolutely right. I recall when I was with uh, Augusta, you know, library would come in, we need this, we need that. And what I would see was that things like sheriff's department, courts um, would get bigger and bigger shares of the budget. And then things like library would fall by the wayside um, because the thinking is what people are concerned about safety and we got to do more to create, um, to, to support public safety. While at the same time, things like libraries have a very specific role that I personally think can contribute to safety as well. Because if you got a right. better educated populace, there's less likely to participate in certain types of activities. Mm -hmm. So where do you all see the library? Are you seeing it? Um, what are your goals for the library system? Well, the library now, you know, will have a, a finished bookmobile soon. So it will be able to go into the, um, you know, the, the communities that don't maybe not have access to, to get to their local library in their area. There's fortunately, you know, for this area, six um, libraries and all of them have unique programming. All of them have um, different managers with different, ideas and goals and um you know so with the, with the new director we're seeing 
you know, more alignment with with Augusta, Richmond County, as far as, um, you know, the, I guess, administration side of things. But the libraries are just as needed now as they ever were. Um, you know, there's actually, you know, with the addition of Libby and some of these other um, programs that are digital, um, you're able to access, you know, magazines and all these things from your phone, uh, your iPad or your laptop. And there was a new grant recently that we received from the governor's office that allows um, allowed them to get um, launch pads and computers to be checked out. So if a you know a person doesn't have that at home, it needs to you know finish up a school paper or a resume for a job. You know they just need that that leg up. There is there is that hand. And I can take out a tablet at the library. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh wow! I did not know that. A Chrome a Chromebook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, you know, during COVID even, people were coming to the library to get their, you know, vac vaccination things or their tests, um, you know, printed off. Um, and so, you know, it hasn't really stopped. It's just people's perception that it's stopped or it's not needed. I mean, any given day, you can walk in the, the main headquarters and see, you know, half a dozen people sitting at the computers using them and you know and in the children's department children you know coming being tutored in the afternoon um and so you know there there definitely is is not um a drought it's just in people's i felt like people's perception okay that's great is it we've just got a couple minutes left is there anything else you want to share with our local matters listeners I would just say, if you want to get involved, um, find out who your commissioners are. Um, take the time to call them, email them, get to know them. There is always uh, needs in the community to serve. Um, you can go down to the municipal building, fill out a talent form, talent bank form, and you know let people know what you are talented in and how you can bring your talents to um, to help. And a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff is all volunteer work. But, um, you know, if you have a passion to see change or feel like you can offer something, um, definitely, you know, get involved. Don't, don't wait. Um, and then again, if you are interested in, you know, ever being in politics, that's, you know, one way to, in my mind, to, to be more successful, again, is to kind of know the issues going, going in. That way, you're not taken aback by things that are currently happening. With that being said, you invited me to ask you, do you think you ever run for office? Yes, I do have to one day. Really? Okay, great. Local level, state level, still deciding? Um, I No, I, I would definitely want to run in the local level. Okay, all right. We'll look out for you. Let's see. The next election cycle is 2024. <laughs> and then um, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. We'll see where you are. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining me today uh, to discuss some of the issues that concern you and how folks can get more involved, as well as some of the services that are provided by the library. I tell you what, I go in there not real, real frequently, but I go to the downtown library because, of course, that's the one closest to me. 
And um, every now and then, you know, there are meeting spaces there. So I have groups that have met in the meeting spaces for free. You just need to reserve it in advance. Um, you have small meetings, larger meetings as well. You know, probably on a couple of occasions, I've actually recorded local matters from uh, the library because I needed a quiet space and there was stuff going on at my house. So I thank you all so much for everything that the library system provides for us. Yes, and we're getting ready to kick off in the beginning of June, the summer reading program again. Um, that will be actually at Brookfield Park um, in District 7. So we're excited about that and hope folks can come out. All right, thanks so much. Local Matters family, next week, please get prepared to hear from our candidates for the Richmond County Board of Education District 6 seat. Both Ed Lowry and Ms. Laura Green will join us on next week's show to tell you a little bit more about themselves, why they're running for school board, and what they hope to get accomplished. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net because local matters.